Hey there, welcome back to the Goat Parade. You're here for episode three. I think you're going to have a good time. It's a great episode. We got lists, our best bridges, new tunes. Al's got jokes. It's fun. Uh, I do have to add this addendum to episode three, unfortunately. Uh, our guest this week is Taylor Brown of the band Slip and Lohum. And Slip was, maybe is, scheduled to go to South by Southwest, as many of you know, was canceled earlier this week due to coronavirus concerns. Uh, I'm not sure if he's still going. He might be. A lot of people are just saying, fuck it, let's get down there and play our asses off anyway and have some fun. I'm not sure if he's one of those people. If he is, I applaud him. If he's staying home, I hear you. You know, you can't be too safe, but let's not be in a panic either, people. We gotta live our lives. So that's my addendum. Uh, But let's move on with the goat parade. and congratulate the Eagles cover band practicing two doors down for mm-hmm. ripping Hotel California note for note. Oh, I hope they just keep going. On that, let's start the episode three yes. with an admission, a guilty admission on my part. Go for it. The older I get, mm-hmm. the more I love the Eagles. See, I'm not there yet. I'm really? there with Steely Dan. You're two Big years old. Yes. Okay, so Dan... You know, like yeah, the I Dan ro- just makes sense to me, baby. I feel like the Dan. It was cool to ironically like the Dan, and yeah, that's then how it you started. and then you hit thirty, and you're like, mm-hmm. holy shit, Donald Fagan's a genius. I'm like, dirty work doesn't suck. It's no, great. Dirty work is incredible. Yeah. Um, and maybe there is a list of like a few other bands that feel more appropriate with age. I think I've, that happens a lot of times to people with Grateful Dead. But I'm, I've never been a dead guy, nope, never, and I never just I just be. don't see it happening. Nope, uh, ne- no, no jam bands. Like maybe that. it happened. Maybe like Pearl Jam more as you get older. No, you go on, but I've all I always hate Pearl Jam. I always I mean, hate Pearl Jam. They're, too. they're terrible. They make bad music. Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy De- Buffett. Definitely I mean, more acceptable yeah. in the later years, though. Yeah. Tell me you me. wouldn't pop on Margaritaville right now. I mean, I know my friend's dad got a Jimmy Buffett parrot tattoo so in he's his a older head. age. Yes. And it was his only tattoo, you know, that kind of thing. Wow. Like, you know, so, he, yeah, I, that, that makes sense to me 100%. That's a severe parrot head move. That's what they're called, parrot heads. Like that's, heads. that's the best they could come up with? Yes, yeah, seriously. Head? It doesn't seem too original, right? No. I mean, it's just so many things you could take out of, like, even the Margaritaville song. I feel like you can make a fan specific name out of flop tops or i don't know margarita heads is better yeah i guess it is no maybe it's not no I don't know. that encourages oh. alcoholism <laughs> when i return to alcoholism though which right. i certainly will right i've made a DUI rule for, pending well yes dui pending uh, i've made a rule for myself okay it will be at a margaritaville Oh, wow. Well, that, well, that first, makes sense. The first drink I take again will be at a margarita. <laughs> Everybody there's first drink they've had in forever will be, is at or that is same that margarita. margarita yeah. In Vegas. Oh, God. Yep. That sounds terrible. Welcome to the GoPro. Yes. Guys. All right. We got a good one this week. Uh, a couple new tunes, kind of folkier things. Both of us brought in. I, I, it's interesting when we line up a bit on this. Yeah, because we 
we haven't lined up. Yeah, really. yeah. So that's why it's interesting. I think there's going <laughs> to be a lot new. of interesting alignments between you and yeah, I but, when yeah. they happen every three episodes. It's going to be relaxing. We're gonna after after the last couple. I feel like there were some jarring songs we played last time, and these are just these are going to be real nice. I've been pretty. Minus episode two, BC Camp Light, Back to Work, which I listened to again today. I've been listening to this on a lot. Dude, it rips. Yeah, it's great. Um, that was only jarring because of the arrangement. Right. But I've been pretty subdued here. I haven't played anything with great volume. I know it's only been two That's episodes. True. Yeah. It feels like it's been more than two episodes because we talk so much mm-hmm. on each well, episode. I had a lot of things that I could have brought in because, you know, there's been a lot of releases in there February. Has. Yeah. Um, of course, Tame Impala have had a new album. Have you listened to The Slow Rush? Have you let... The slow rush. Okay, so this is going to be one of those things that we do not align on because Tame Impala to me is the equivalent of a Toyota Camry. Right, okay. (laughs) I can't listen to it. I feel like I'm shopping in a Target every time I hear it. Um, which is not a bad thing. Good discounts. A good great target, deals. like a city target, or like more city like, targets like the Eagle are, Rock. City target. targets are bad because okay. they're tiny. They're, those are the small ones. Those are the small. What's ones. the big one? Super like target. Like the suburb, the suburban target. So that's Tame Impala, or no? Or did I just get you off the rails here? It doesn't really matter yeah, in this it, metaphor. It, it's still a target. Still target, like still great deals on towels. Right. Maybe a Starbucks there is going to get your on order towels. on. Yes, really great towels. Mm. I have bought towels from there. Uh, me too, because it's near the pool that I swam at for quite a long time, oh, and I nice. forget to bring my towel. Wow. And I'm like, well, the target right there. Synchronicity. Yeah. I think that's why they put it there. That's beautiful. Um, I haven't listened to New Tame Impala, and I'm sorry. Maybe I outed myself. You know what's weird about the New Tame Impala? Is that it could be possibly good for a change? (sighs) Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) (laughs) is that no one I've talked to has listened to it? Because no one likes Tame Impala anymore, Cam. But it's so weird. They're bigger than ever. Is it it because we're all old school Tame heads? You just said bigger than ever, which triggers me. The fact that they are the behemoths, they're one of the largest, you know, quote unquote, rock bands, alternative mainstream rock bands. If you want to call it Psychonaut, I don't really give a shit. Oh, speaking of that, sorry. You might have just heard a censor on this podcast. Oh. This episode, right. we are to going them. to try to not curse at all. We've We're listened. Try. We've listened. A it's couple be- people have reached out, a couple of very sensitive people, just like Cameron and I have reached out and said they don't really like all the cursing. We're going to try to make it a little bit more PG-oriented here. I hate this. It's it's going to be weird. It's not even the not swearing. I'm just going to have to do a lot of editing because we're going to swear. That's true. You, you just, another sensor right there. Right. Okay, but we're going to do our best. Just making if sure they know what's going to happen. If we talk about Tame Impala anymore. I would like to because I'm not even close to finish with the Tame. The whole episode is going to be a sensor <laughs> on my end. You might as well just cut my mic right so now. So when I went to Desert Days a couple years ago. This is the most stereotypical story I've already ever heard in my it's life. It's great. It's great. It's when I noticed that people started calling Tame Impala Tame. Tame. And I didn't know that was a thing and I hate it. You're going to go see Paul on the main <laughs> stage? Like everybody there was like, well, we got to get those drugs for Tame. And I'm like, did they say tame again? Everybody's saying it. For people who don't know, Desert Days is a desert festival where they pretty, uh, not uh, you know, unsurprisingly book psych bands and of the like. They book a lot of punk and some rap too. Obviously, I mean, I love Desert Days. I think they. I do too. I think it's the only living, breathing it rock is, festival. It is the greatest curated and yeah. laid out festival in Southern California by far. But the fact that Tame, uh, <laughs> there was tons of Tame heads. Hey man, you know, see, see, but that's the thing about Tame and Paula is the Tame heads 
has really changed with that last album in 2015. It was all the psych rock. It was, they were like king of psych rock, retrospective rock. And then with Currents, it's like they had a pop audience. Rihanna covered a song from it. Like they were huge yeah. all of a sudden. They were the headlining crossover. festivals. Yeah, the crossover's great. And Everybody I love loves those, them. Love those stories. And obviously it's a hell of a lot more listenable or acceptable so than that's like why I the think Foo. Right. I'll take Tame so over that's Foo. Why the album, five years after the one where they become this huge, the biggest headlining rock band, in the nobody's, world. Nobody's listened to it. <laughs> Good. Everybody's like, what happened? Where's Tame Impala? Where's the new album? Where's the new album comes out? And everybody's like, oh, I have not heard that yet. It's called A Silent Rebellion. <laughs> Finally, people are understanding. Is the Slow Rush the people that are going to Spotify? Is Slow Rush, <laughs> is that the single name? That's the name of the album, The oh, Slow wow. Rush. Okay, so maybe it's going to take a few months. The Slow Rush is, is, the, uh, is, the, uh, is the, num the Spotify numbers? No, they're already at 100 gajillion. Yeah, I'm sure. Because they're the largest rock band on the planet. Right. Um, term. Right. Fans. Term. We should have a, a translator here. Right, or at least some in the sampler that just has you Tim, doing that. Uh, T-Paul. Um, they are fish fans at this point. They're mindless sheep being <laughs> oh. led along by this shepherd who, this Australian shepherd who wears oh. neck scarves. And I think he ditched the scarves. I think No, he didn't. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's always a little chilly in Australia, which is not even true. <laughs> It does look like he's always just a little just bit chilly. Just slightly bit chilly. Yeah, like he's anemic or something. There's a little something. bit of wind going through his hair. Yeah. And, but it's a it's a cold wind. They're fish fans. Oh, that's harsh. I know it's They can't harsh. afford to go to their tame shows like like fish fans can. That's true. I well, mean, how much is a, is a fish show? Like 20 okay. bucks? All right. No, a fish, <laughs> dude, a fish show is like a toenail. You don't have to pay anything to get into a fish show. <laughs> but people spend... Just collateral. Fish, fish, <laughs> fish fans spend their entire life savings every year on something that they call going on tour. Right. You know, you've met, so uh, especially being from the Pacific. Oh my there, God. That, of that. You being from the Pacific Northwest, you've certainly seen a lot of fish heads up there. There's a lot of fish. Should we get a fish head on this podcast? No. I'd love to. Just, I don't want them anywhere near me. Scoop I'm out done. The brains no, dude, I'm done. And, and see what's going on. My brother-in-law who just recently married my sister's a fish fan. Okay. And sounds like we got someone. <laughs> no. No, I say that if if if, if you we, donate to the Go Parade, we will fly. Andrew, <laughs> yeah, he's probably we'll listening to this right now, and he's probably very excited oh, about good. it. But I, I just got to get in the mind no. of a fish fan. because nope. What is going on? No, dude, getting into the mind of a fish fan is like that movie, The Cell, starring J Lo. Do you remember right. that? I couldn't one? even get in that movie. It was too confusing. It was uh, way confusing. But she went into the mind of a serial right, killer, saw a bunch idea. of shit. Oh, there goes the oh, the, the curse sensor again. again. Um, uh, saw a bunch of really wacky stuff, and that's what going into a fish head would look like. I would imagine. I don't like it. No, but just, I want to see. I want to talk to somebody on the interview. No, I think dude, that'd be suppress fun. childhood trauma, uh, <laughs> poor taste in music. These are all things that fit the the, the commonalities between fish fans and time fans. Okay. So you're just not a tame fan. I'm glad. I'm glad we got that established because that'll be fun in the future I, to talk about. I didn't want to ever. Get... Were you ever a tame fan? No, no, not no. a single album that interested no, you at all. Even when they weren't huge. Yeah. And I listened to them before they were huge. I'm still that cool, but I never I was, liked. I it. saw them. I saw them first time at a Monday Night Residency at the Echo wow. in 2010. They were you're... at midnight. Your cred just went up. Oh, at big least time! 3. I couldn't wait to tell you points. about that. Yeah, you've been you've been <laughs> waiting. I can't believe you waited. This is our third episode. I've just been itching over here. Also, third no. episode. Yeah, yeah. Third Let's one. congratulate ourselves. Is it worth congratulating yet? I think so. I feel on, good about it. On that note, 
let me just go ahead and have a sappy moment with you. Is that okay? Oh man, I can do this every time. Yes. Okay. I'm a very sincere, emotionally driven person. Okay. And I have to have these moments of connectivity with my friends. Okay. And it has to be broadcast. I was thinking about this. Surprisingly, not on the toilet, but in the shower. I know we've talked a lot about my, my toilet You weren't pooping usage. in the shower, I were you? I was not pooping in the shower. I'm not one of the 25% of Americans that do that. <laughs> I was thinking in the shower, not as I was watching my uh, washing my southern regions. It was like an upper body experience. And I thought to myself, you know what? I have asked the universe for someone to talk to about nothing for mm. hours on end. Right. I like I put that out there cuz I don't have a lot of friends, I don't like a lot of people. Right. You need that. Uh, um yeah, which is why this is perfect. And we only see each other like once every couple of weeks. Yeah, we don't even know? have to really be friends. We don't, we don't have to. to. No, no. It's, it might even be better for right. entertainment. Yeah. But I asked the universe for a friend mm-hmm. that I could converse about everything and nothing with. And lo and behold, dude. And here we are. Here we are for episode yeah. three. I mean, I, I was I was all on my own five years ago doing this. You know? I know. I was bringing people on. Same reasoning, you know. I'm like, I don't see my friends as much. Right. And that was half the reason. And I'm like, you know, when I lived with a bunch of dude roommates, we just always talked about music all day. Yeah. A lot and of like, Radiohead. Like now, you know, I'm you hang out by yourself during the day, and you're like listening to music, and there's no you could text somebody, but you can't have an in depth conversation. They never with it. respond. Yeah. Whenever and other I, people want to hear I, us I talking you, about music. I sent maybe. you a record link earlier. Yeah. You didn't even respond to that. Because so like, I've never listened to me without you. Oh, my God. If there are any me without you fans there out there right now, please. I hope there are. I was listening to their debut record, A to B Life, earlier today at the gym, mind you. Nice. Uh, because that's how I pump myself up is right. emo hardcore at the gym. Emo hardcore at the yeah, gym. Really? And, and it's very poetic. Anyways, if you're a me without you fan out there, please DM me. I want to talk to you. I want to meet you. Uh, more music-related news. Yeah. Um, oh, but thank you for being sappy with me. No, I dude, feel the same way. I didn't this mean means a lot yeah, to me. No, I'm I, very I just happy needed to it. get it out of the way. Now we can move on to back to hating tame right. and back to being snobs and back to not cursing and making things PG-rated. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, dude. <laughs> what do you think about Grimes? Uh, minus the fact that she's a computer algorithm with legs. Right. Um, I am a huge fan. Me too. No, okay, hold on. Let me retract that. When I say huge fan, I mean fan to the point that I've listened to her albums. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to them constantly, right. but I am also a sucker for art right. um, and yeah. concept and presentation and execution. And Grimes is perfect yeah, every she really time she does it. All it takes a lot of thought and a lot of planning, or it takes a lot of spontaneity on both sides. Yeah. Whether you like her she music She does a lot not, of planning, for sure. I can imagine. She's, she's just like Tame. I think she's a little bit of an can over... Can you say Tame again? Because tame. Thanks, dude. <laughs> I think she's a bit of an over tinkerer, you know, when it gets to like uh, continuously working on something forever. Because also, her last album came out in 2015, and her new album, Miss Anthropocene, Is came it out good? last Friday. Yeah, I have Well, listened to by the it. time this podcast comes out, it'll be about a month ago. Yeah, but- just to let everyone know quickly, too, we're. Pretty timely here, but yeah, you, yeah, you, might get, you might get a week. It's lag. still new to you. It's still it's new to all of us. Yeah. But I think it's great. I think it's okay. a great album. I'll have um, to listen to it. I definitely like it personally more than the new Tame album. Um, <laughs> Thank God. See alignment, dude. Yeah. Here we are. We're like slow. We're we're getting back on our cycle together. Yeah. But uh, it's it's a little bit smaller than the last album. Art Angels. As far it's, as it's ten tracks. Okay. It's not. I mean, the last album was like fifteen. It was right. So that last album was all over. Kind the place. of a behemoth great, to take in. This right. one's a little bit 
more compact. Is it is it more compact conceptually as well? No, it's all over the place conceptually, okay. but um, I don't really, you know, it's still new, so I'm still diving into it to really figure all that out. Right. Right now, it's. I mean, the first listen is just hearing her production is so odd right. and all over the place that you know, I think that's where the first, tinkering comes in. Too. First listen, you're just kind of like figuring out where these songs all go. Where you know? am I? Yeah. Yeah. But I like it. I think it's. I think it's hot. I can't good. wait to listen to yeah. it. I can't wait to listen to it and form an opinion specifically based on an opposition to you on the record so we have something to talk about next yes. week too. But I also would love it if you also, when we like stuff, we just gush about just something. Just gush. You know, that's true. All right. One I don't thing know. in the pod I had a problem with my last time I did it, people, people come on and I play a songs and they were like, that fucking sucked. This is garbage. And I'd be like, Oh, oh, all right. He doesn't like it. So can you elaborate why you think it sucked? You're like, I don't know. Uh, I don't like it. I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. This is not a discussion. <laughs> um, we're not going to do that. And sp- before we jump into these tunes, I was thinking, you want to hear a joke? Sure. So I was thinking about us talking about everything and nothing and how I'm so happy that we have each other mm-hmm. um, and that you're never going to leave me. Right. And okay, you're never going to kick weird. me out of this or anything like right, that. No. I'm just going to be here forever. Okay. Um, and I was thinking about the talking about nothing part. And I was thinking about Goat Parade and what would rhyme with Goat Parade. That would be a, a silly joke uh, to relay to you where you would laugh and be like, God, I'm so glad I asked Al Moore to co-host this. He's such a funny, friendly guy. Throat charade. <laughs> Throat charade is what happens when we talk about nothing. The goat parade is what happens when we talk about everything. But the throat charade. The throat now I got to get that in the sample. Wait, yeah, we're, we're going to do the that for episode charade. four. But that actually led to the joke. So I was thinking about what rhymes with parade. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay, here's the joke. You ready? Yeah. What do you call a destructive brand of jelly? I have no idea. Harmalade. Wow. Isn't it good? That's good. It's really That's good. good. Thanks, fan. Yeah, you can put that in a joke book. Okay. That's cute. Maybe we'll do a Goat Parade joke book one day. Yeah, I'll leave that to you. Wow. I am so... But keep so, them coming. I am so relieved. Harmalade. Wow. I've been... I've, That's that an j- adorable joke. Thank you, man. We're keeping it PG yeah. this episode. And right. I've been thinking about that joke for a long time now, and I was really nervous about it. didn't even have the word take or sh- No, it didn't. It didn't have, like, huge f***ing horse d- or d- Sucking or any of that. Yeah, licking. right. Yeah. Bitch, whore, none son of, that of a sh- None of it, dude. Yeah. Um, this is going to be so much fun this for is, me. This is going to be oh, a lot of fun. And we're, we're, and that. we're only, you know, what, we're 20 five minutes? minutes. Five, I, it, we talk way too much. Also, for those who have been listening, I cannot believe you're back for the third episode. I love it. Thank you so much. Yes, we've been giving you nothing but length and jargon and psychobabble. It's been good, though. There's been some jelly in there's these been, donuts. There's been some harmalade. <laughs> some harmalade. <laughs> okay, oh. so we're back on the side A rotation. Right, so, so it's, Cameron, it's mine. Cameron mm. is picking our... Our, our sultry voiced post punk king of Los Angeles. I'm embracing the name. Mr. Now. I love it. Cameron Demetric. I love it. Is the side AMC and he has picked everything today. Cam, let's talk about what we're going to get into. Today. Got a couple tunes and then the list today is I, best song bridges. I thought we were going to start out easy in the first 10 episodes. I've like been waiting to do this one from the jump. Okay. I've been wanting to do best song bridges just so I could go through all these bridges. And I tell you, I learned a lot. I learned a lot too. I learned a I, lot about bridges. I didn't come prepared right? because I prepared all week and I'm still not prepared. Your rules at also ladies and gents, 
This is there the is first rules. time that Cameron is bringing rules. Let me to just the read table. the rules. No, no, no. I want to get to that before the list happens. Okay. We'll, yeah, we'll, we've got some ground. Yeah, we'll, all right, we don't this, need to do the your rules. Your rules yeah. are going to take up forty-five minutes of discussion <laughs> because they set impossible parameters. They do not. They yes, just, they do. It's just a bridge. No, it's, we're, it's, no, it's more than that. It's life or death, Cameron, and that's what we're figuring out here on the throat charade. We got we got so tone throne later. Throne this uh, week? It's the uh, Nord Wave Two. I cannot wait to Synth- talk four about four part thing. synthesizer. This thing is fucking crazy. Yeah, nah, this thing is crazy. Everything. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm really excited to talk about it. Um, I want one. I want one too. Yeah. I w- you say the N word. You say Nord, and I want. <laughs> I was one. like, I did not. <laughs> no, no, I was no, like, are you crazy? No, it's not at all. No, it's Nord. <laughs> Whenever someone says Nord, I start salivating at the mouth. Right. I'm not a keys player. Right. I know nothing about these instruments. I know nothing about how they're chipped or wired or how they do what they do. Yeah, me neither. But every time I see one played or hear one played, I want one. It doesn't matter what I it is. I know what you mean. And this so, one, it's cool. I mean, this one makes me just want to be a EDM superstar. Well, you we're know? going to start that project sooner or later. Oh, a no. Goo Goo Dolls EDM cover band. Now you're speaking my language. Now we're talking oh, there, Kelpoka. Shit on down. Oh, boys. Shaking on chill down. Shaking on chill down. A little throwback to episode two for our fans out uh, there. And then we got an interview with Taylor Brown. Taylor Brown, who is Slip the, uh, and Slip Lohum. And Lohum. Uh, Taylor Brown, for people who are kind of still uh, assimilating themselves with the local Los Angeles scene, Taylor Brown is going to get juicy in this interview because Taylor Brown is not only the mastermind behind his solo project Slip, which just put out a phenomenal record last year, which is great from start to finish. I can't say good, uh, good yeah. enough things about this record. It's a really innovative, perfectly done record as far as I'm concerned. But, ladies and this, <laughs> he has been a bandmate of our sultry voice pokes, post-punk king of Los oh. Angeles host, well, that is Cameron true. Demetric for a very long time. So I cannot wait to have you both in the same room. Mm. I feel we like used I'm, to play together. I feel like I'm going to be interviewing both of you at the same time. Oh wow! I have questions for both of you in conjunction. With That'll be another. interesting. I'm very he, uh, much looking forward to. He's this. going to South by. He um, is, and actually, quite a few of our friends quite are few, going and, this and, year. Uh, everyone but by. us, seemingly, Cameron. We're <laughs> well, going to be able to get a lot we're done. We're decades older than everyone, <laughs> and we're retired musicians. Right. Uh, I'm sure Taylor's going to bring that up. He thinks that should be the ti- he thinks that should be what this podcast is called. Retired musicians. It's pretty good. I like it. It's when, not bad. When we get picked up and syndicated by a much larger network, mm-hmm. you know, introducing us to hundreds of millions of people. Right. We can maybe think about a name change. When then. Bloomberg picks us up. Yeah. You know. No. I mean, when <laughs> we're the the prominent hosts of anything on NPR, like in a 24 hour news cycle, right. when we're doing it, when we're the big yeah, time, then we can be retired musicians. Yeah. Then we can be retired musicians. Right. right now ride this goat parade yeah, throat charade thing throat out charade, for a baby I like it it's the duality of yeah. everything perfect in this life yeah spread that harmalade baby harmalade no don't spread that harmalade baby <laughs> yeah don't spread okay don't spread the harmalade I'm getting used to it yeah I'm getting used to it I'm gonna use it a lot cool <laughs> it's on the house dude Thank first you. joke's on the house and I believe that was the first presented joke right of the goat presented parade as podcast. do you want to hear a joke yes yeah. right okay all right, so let's get some tunes. Side A goes Side first. A. Here we go. Um, I'm I'm very excited. I, I you know obviously I could have played something from the new time. 
of and I did not. Thank you, dude. The new Grimes, I feel like, kind of needs to be experienced as an album. Right. Uh, I might still bring a song on on, on the parade, but uh, for now, I'm I'm going with a, a new f- outfit. I know I said I said the f word. I'm gonna bleep it too. You're, you should bleep. <laughs> yeah, at, at, at the f o l k outfit. Yeah. We can spell it out, maybe. Yeah. Um, I know. I it, and when I first heard this group, um, Bonnie Light Horseman. Okay, great name. First of all, love it. it it's very close to Bonnie Prince Billy, and yeah. they sound and a lot Bojack like Horseman. Yes. Yeah, yeah wow. it really is what a, a familiar name. Yeah, when I first heard this album, I just popped it on. I don't even remember who told me. I kept somebody told me listen to Bonnie Light Horse, Horseman. I can't figure out who said that to me. Yeah. So I put it on, and, and I had that that guard up immediately with folk music. You know, I'm like, I can't like this. Uh, yeah, something about it. Just because you know the Lumineers happened oh. and Mumford's happened and. There's been so much. I'm shivering right now. Why did you say we should bleep out those band right. names? Well, too. I mean, you know, those, those they make you put your guard up because folk got silly. It got that civil war, like uh, hey ho dance thing that happened in the mid 2000s or 2010s last decade, and it just is really it's garbage. It. It's awful music. If you guys listen to that, whoever's listening, if you listen to Lumineers and you're listening to this, please turn it off. Right, please turn it off. For maybe that's sake. maybe that's a little intense, but. <laughs> Um, but, we're here to guide you into better the, folk music, which is right. why Cam picked this song. Well, yeah, and and so I listened to the first three songs in this album, and I still haven't even gotten past them. That's how yeah. good it is, the first three songs. I love that when that happens, when you hear an album and you just have time for like a couple songs, and you keep going back. And, and you, listening to and it, it takes again. forever to get right. to the, through the album. You want to start from the first chapter yeah. because you want to be able to ingest the whole thing as a piece. As yeah, piece. and I just yeah. immediately fell in love with both vocals that were in 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 these songs and the instrumentation like the the it's, lead the lead um multi-instrumentalist yeah there's just all these beautiful little guitar bits and uh, i don't know just interesting noises throughout and it just felt i hate using this word too but it feels very authentic it does and so i looked into them authentic is also a word especially in los angeles that has been ruined right yeah but it, it it's a perfect word for how this this kind of folk feels absolutely and i looked into them and they are all seasoned musicians the the male singer is uh, from the band fruit bats do you remember oh that yeah I remember. are they kiwis no I, I believe fruit bats were northwestern okay. i think portland I could be wrong there, but and then Chewies, she, P and W, yeah, same same, same thing. UMOS is the same thing, uh, and then uh, the female vocalist, uh, she I believe she's old from from Broadway and okay. just does all sorts that of like tracks. theatrical. Um, singing, so I mean, her voice is incredible. It's a really new dynamic. Yeah. When it's it's funny, you you think about the guard going up when you sent me this song, which again is by Bonnie Light Horseman. The song is called Deep in Love. Mm-hmm. Cam's going to tell you that again in a second, so it registers and lodges in that old cranium of yours. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But when I heard the first ten seconds of the tune, when you sent it to me for research. Uh, I also had that guard. Like, why is Cameron picking this soft blanket of a tune to bring to the <laughs> podcast? Because I heard immediately, you know, some some pre-registered things of folk music. Right. You know, I had a very soft opening, very picturesque in its arrangement, very beautiful and well, you know, uh, oriented as far as his instrumentation is concerned. But... Uh, I immediately didn't want to like it, and right. 20 seconds into it, I I listened to a few songs after the tune you sent me to, and it's all really incredible yeah. stuff. This song, another song called "The Roving," 
is the one right after it is um, unbelievably beautiful. I did listen to that one as well because it uh, came right after they this. Just, it says, I'm just going to read a little bio from this Why not? So we yeah, little, this is nice. From festival fields in a German art hub to a snowy upstate studio and everywhere in between, the astral folk outfit comprised of Anais Mitchell, uh, Eric Johnson, and Josh Kaufman is mixing the ancient mystical medium of transatlantic traditional folk music with a contemporary collective brush. See... Even the bio doesn't do that justice because I'd read that and think, oh, my God, I'm about to get into some Father John Misty horse shit. (laughs) Absolutely. But um, you listen to the tunes and it doesn't read that at all. It feels authentic. I mean, even elements of it do remind me of when, you know, Fear Fun era, Father John Misty, when when he felt a little bit less up his own ass. That was a great record, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I actually... Shouldn't say. I, I I actually just chose not to follow Father John Misty anymore over their, his last two albums. I, I I've heard they're great, but I'm I, sure they're I fantastic. Just, I just expired my enjoyment in Father John Misty's music personally, and I'm not even saying he's bad. He's probably doing great things. Well, that's I'm a very polite it. way to put it, Cameron. I'm glad we're turning a new leaf here. <laughs> yeah, but what it actually reminds me of Bonnie Light Horseman is like I don't remember, know if you remember Other Lives. Yeah, of course they were I around, do. Um, maybe that was like 2013. Are they no no longer a thing? They, I think they're still around, but they had that that Tamer Animals album maybe 2012. Around then, that was kind of a big deal. Yeah, and it had that almost kind of you know. Desert, or like you know, cowboy western folk, but like kind of dangerous, kind of indie, right? You know, um, so I don't know. I really it like has it. a little bit of that outlaw feel mm. to it. So let's jump into it. Yeah, what's, the, what's the song and the artist again? Deep in Love is the song by Bonnie Light Horseman. Let's, let's hit check it, it out. dude. Let's get folky. Yeah. 
saw a ship sailing on the big blue sea. She sailed as deep as deep as she could be, but not so deep. Horseman, deep in love. That was a, that is a beautiful tune. It I'm really so is. glad you brought that here today because I really enjoy it. Even just sitting here listening to that again after listening to it last night, which is when I believe I listened to the song, um, it reaffirmed that the the singer's vocal range, the 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 lead on mm. that tune specifically, how lilting and like just emotionally affected it is and like what that parlays onto the listener as well like how that conveys exactly where he's coming from in a very small amount of words just with the vocal melody is what folk music should be about in Mm. that in that capacity right yeah and also the instrumentation like the the finger picking solo and going through the whole thing is just really does it for me it does it beautiful and the tone on on what he's playing is just so lush there um, are softer nice. sides to us cameron there really is i'm i'm sometimes surprised i mean that i've come in I... with nothing but love songs that's true <laughs> that's very true i thought about that i'm like it's getting ridiculous i need to bring some punk rock in here so whenever i go sappy on you then i know it's our relationship is reciprocal because you're a sappy guy i still think too. it's weird just a, okay cool. <laughs> no, i'm just kidding Great, I, love I love it i love um, it come wow on. okay but yeah i mean i feel like they're going to be dominating as i was saying the early afternoon festival which also for the record that. is the worst spot to put a group like that it's uh, rough I, for everyone. I know that they're a group on the rise and so like you said they, they have to go through it it's every band's the one thirty. and you're they're, they're like oh you're on the main stage and you're like oh great at 2 p.m right. nobody's there yet in at, the middle uh, of the day they no haven't one's opened there. up the ticket sell right the counter yes everyone's still getting warm heinekens you yeah. know at the local bar um and it never does these groups justice i've seen it's so rough, many yeah. groups this way and of, of course they're going to blow up we just 
heard that song they should be dominated yeah like they should be I'm very excited be about a, a budding sure. career after this record that they just put out mm-hmm. um, which by the way is a triple threat no it's not yes they're called bonnie light horseman the album's called bonnie light horseman the first track is called bonnie light horseman. No! i know i knew you would love that i knew you'd love that we found one uh and it's new to our fans yeah we're throwing That's back a big to the first deal. episode yeah stop <laughs> Sorry, guys. We we've spent way too much time in gutters and bars to not curse. We're doing our best here. Um, But that was a throwback to our first episode, the Triple Threat, the the Bad Company. The I was very excited when I saw that. That's incredible, and we can now add that to a list section, which we will do in the future. The Triple Threat list section, and those rules again. Now, since we're going to be talking about rules here in a second, since you decided to ruin the fun game of Go Parade and introduce. Rules to Just this three list tiny rules. They're not tiny, Cameron. They're they shape run on sentences. reality as They're we only know one it. One run on sentence each. Okay, we're going to get there. But to have your band name be the album name and the title track of that album, that is the triple threat. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful thing. I can't yeah. wait to do that. And it's life. track one. Whoa. Yeah. Coming out strong. Triple yeah. threat, baby. It's big time. Um, that was really nice, dude. I again yeah. I'm so glad you brought that. What that a was, what was, an incredible song. I feel very soothed soothed. Yeah, right I now. feel soothed. soothed too. I mean, you might not it might not track because I'm like getting irate over here. Every I, know, I can't think seconds. of adjectives that aren't swear words. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to being in your thirties. Uh-huh. Uh this this episode will be softer than yeah. than a few. Except previous. for the sound of bleeps. That'll be, that'll be edgy. I want to count them at at the end too. Right. After editing, I want to count and I, I want to put that out with with as as public information. Yeah, well, I'll let you know because I got to do every single one of them. Yeah, I do every uh, single right. one. Um, no, it's gonna be fun. Great tune. That was Bonnie Light Horseman. Deep in love. Mm. Should we move on to side B? Yeah, I'm. I'm very curious about what you got because this is actually the first time we're bringing in local music. It right? is, which, which is what is, we're supposed to be doing. Which is what we've talked so, about. Yeah, let's, let's actually do that for our listeners, for our fans. God, I love saying for our fans. Oh yeah, you do. You said you said we're, that several times. It's it's been at least five. Maybe we should bleep those out too. <laughs> um, but for the people listening out there, with this this started as a, a local medium, right? You know, we're, we're obviously not trying be. to tackle the globe's the problems issues. here. Right, the issues. The, we're we're not we're not in the room. We're not in the sitch room right now, but. Um, we really wanted to showcase local music that we love in Los Angeles because there is quite a bit of it. Mm-hmm. Now, releases are hard to come by because local musicians, well, I was going to say such as us, but we're retired. Uh, local musicians who are in the game don't have the budget to continuously release music right. and go on tour and so on and so forth because that takes money to do that. That takes money being pumped in the machine or a team of people supplying, benefacting yes. your money. So lo- local releases are going to be you know, fewer and further between. But when we do have them like today, we're very excited. They also got to be good. They got to be good. Right. right so. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you and I have... There's those rules. Very peculiar taste. Right. And... I'd call it good. I would call it good too. Yeah. Let's go Real ahead good. and just settle on <laughs> Real Good. Super good. Superb. Well, yeah. We have superb. Why taste. else would you listen to this? 
And speaking of superb taste, we lead into our first local group. I'm so pumped now, about this. I can't believe you're bringing in local music. I'm excited. Exciting. And they're actually one of my favorite bands. And I town. don't know them at all, which is even more exciting. That's so you get to tell me all about awesome. them. Awesome. Okay, cool. So let's do a little introduction. Uh-huh. Uh, they're a relatively new band. Okay. They, they put out an EP last year. They had a song that hit a playlist and it got a lot of love. They're two very good friends of mine. And quickly before I jump into that, I will say that it is very rare for me to like or to really like to subscribe to this type of music okay. in this genre. Because um, it's sh- almost, it's close to a folk genre as well. It is. Not I would quite, say though. that due to the minimalism. Right. But I only, would think but it's, it's not. Due like to some of the ethereal natures, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people and the are drumming going, in this I one. think a lot of it is going to be confused with dream pop. Right. Or it's got elements of that too. It, it definitely has elements of that, but I want to make it clear that this is not a dream pop band. And and honestly, I, if I'm going to go ahead and say that, I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm ready for dream pop to die a slow, deserving death. Oh. A lot of it is abandonment of arrangement for the sake of faux art and layering until there is no tomorrow or in the adverse effect, complete simplicity and like ultra minimalism that doesn't uh, offer even anything good to listen to. And it's a lo- it's really repetitious, and the whole thing has kind of gotten droned out. And wow, this is a huge umbrella no, statement. No, no, here's, here's where you're all wrong. Give it it's to because me. we are music listeners. For the average person who has to do a million things in their homes, they're just going to go to Spotify, lo-fi, chill beats. That's true. They're going to put on that playlist. And that's what Dream Pop And is. they're going to be like, who's this, Beach House? Oh, this is the best cool. song I've ever it heard. Sounds it's one of my like, favorite bands. It's, it's Easy. Not, yeah, it sounds People like ask, everything favorite band? You're like, I don't Beach House. I don't, I don't listen to music. So I think this band is unfairly, and they're just really getting their start. But they, very soon, I feel like. What is the band name? I feel like okay, you're keeping the band a song is called Junico. Junico. J-U-N-A-C-O. Junico, one word. And it is comprised of Joey LaRosa on drums and Shahana Jaffer on guitar and vocals. And they're a writing duo. They're actually together, which is fantastic. It's Beautiful. like one of the few times uh, in life that that seems to be working out for bands. That's great. Which is great. And they feed off of each other very well. Uh, Shahana's voice is, I, I mean, I think haunting is going to be an overused word. Yeah. With with her type of vocal inflections and whatnot. Mm, I get that for sure. Um, What's great about them is that they have a refreshing approach to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're much younger than... We've got almost a decade on them. Of course. So they're coming up in almost like an anarchistic way. I feel like when I say that word, that would, that would infer volume. That's not what I mean. I feel like they are... Uh, whether it be subconsciously or consciously going against the classic tropes of the genre and medium that they're that they are within mm-hmm. um, and because of that you're getting some really beautiful chimey arrangements with a lot of stripped down minimalism but that doesn't mean it doesn't swing because it right. swings really heavily mm-hmm. um, their uh, their first EP that they released last year awry um, I, I can't say enough good things about that either. Like, again, I found myself, I met Joey, we were playing in a group together who's the okay. drummer, and I found myself going to his shows, mm-hmm. you know, and hearing his music for the first time because we were playing together and now we're good friends. And um, it was one of the few times I was able to look a friend in the eye. Like, you're also an exception to this rule because I've loved everything you've ever done. Okay. Uh, but I was able to look Joey in the eye and say, dude, I really really like this i am a i'm a actually a severe fan of your band yeah i listen to it on my off time you know yeah. um 
a which, beautiful thing. It's a really beautiful thing. And this tune comes out February 28th, which is just a few days from now. But again, there's a little bit of lag on Go Parade. Right. So technically, It'll be out by the time you hear this, it's not, we can't call it a premiere because their publicist would tear me apart. But it's technically the first time. It's ever being played for any plebs like us. Right. You know what I mean? And it will be out on the 28th. This episode will air shortly thereafter. So uh, you'll be able to listen to it and then be excited about it listening to the podcast again. But this song is called Living Out of Mind. No G, living. No apostrophe living. either. Just living. Just living. Living, living out, of out of mind. mind. And um, it's, a, it's a brand new song. It's just a single unless they have a record planned that I don't know about. Uh, maybe they're not telling me. But it's a beautiful single, and I think it's going to hit, honestly, because it has that stripped-down swing that I was just gushing about so much. Awesome. Um, And they're playing all the time now. They're really on the rise. L.A. Band on the rise. Junico. Go see them. Listen to their music. They're not only incredible people, but incredible artists and and, and, and just way, way ahead of their time. So. Let's dig into the tune. Junico, living out of mind. It's a goat premiere. That's right. Don't call it a premiere. to say And old friends lose their hold on younger faces I've tried living out of mind Can't be waiting for your love to come And put me back together
That was Junico. Living out of mind. What a great tune. That was great. How sparse the, not only the arrangement is, but the instrumentation, you feel like you're in the room with them. Yeah. And that's what not only I love good the sound s- of the drums. In incredible. That just like have this like wonderful crack to it. That, and I love how high it is in the mix. That's something that's really. Also, Joe, Joey's the drummer. Yeah. Um, obviously one of the songwriters in the couple. Um, and the thing about the fill going into the outro mm. is that it's only a few notes, right? But it's exactly what the song needs. Right. Now, Joey can do 16,329 different fills right. that are like more complex or less complex than that. But he chose that because it's what the song needed. Right. And that's hard to do. You know, that's not only hard to do as a human being who's way too egotistical or prideful like a lot of people are, especially musicians, but to like be able to sit down and separate the notes and hear them in, you know, at first a randomized pattern and then selecting exactly what you want, how many apples. Sometimes you know immediately, though. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you hear it in your head and you're like, there's only one answer. And that song sounds like they knew it immediately. Yeah, maybe it's just like, oh, I know, boom. The yeah, whole tune. Like, I mean, actually, it. everything about the tune felt so yeah. organic. You know, authentic. Yeah, there's is, like that bubbling bass feeling going right. through that's driving through. It just feels really good and grows really organic. It grows very nicely. Yeah. yeah, I can't. I can't love. It that blooms enough. It does bloom. Yeah. Um, and so, great. thank you guys for letting us play that song. Yeah, I wanted to you. play this tune, and I really did want to bring something local to the table. No, I'm so glad you did. Yet. So I hit up Joey and Shahana and said, "Hey." Here's the deal. I know it's coming out on Friday. I know it's Wednesday. They were kind enough to let me play that. Yeah. You know, three days before, two days before this thing comes out. So funny thing about that song. Okay. Is that it's the perfect segue oh. into uh-huh. Listomania. Hit it, baby. Oh. And here's why it's the perfect segue, my friend. Oh, that was great. Because it has a bridge. Junico living out of mine has a bridge that under your rules that we've been talking about uh-huh. is not applicable for this list. Oh. So, Mr. Side A, Mr. Cameron Demetric. Oh. The, 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 so, the, the yep. sultry voice post-punk king of Los Angeles Thank you. is about to tell <clears throat> you a little bit about today's list. And also, mm. if you want to do it this way, I don't know how you've been planning on doing this. I don't know how you've been staying up at night, not sleeping, thinking about today and uh-huh. how you want to like approach everything. But right. I have your rules right here written Would you uh, be so kind to read those for the audience? What I want to do is you give us a little bit about the list. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to jump into the rules. There are three rules, guys. Three rules that we're dealing three with here. Three rules to today's list. But I'm going to read each one, and you're going to defend yourself. Okay, the great. I love being the defendant. Yes, the you prosecution would, uh, would like to approach the bench, Your oh, Honor. Uh, so, granted. Here we go. Why don't you tell uh, us a little bit about the list, and then Today's we'll list the of mania is Best Song Bridges. Best Song Bridges. And, and if you do not know what a bridge is, well... My rules aren't technically what a bridge is, but a bridge is basically, or as the Brits call it, the middle eight. The middle eight. I was gonna, we're gonna get into that because I've heard a lot of Canadian people say middle eight. Right. I think I'm, but middle eight is a little different. It seems. Like. Yeah, middle eight, eight is only specific. eight bars, so and we'll get to that. But, but the bridge all- is typically the area in a song after the second chorus 
but before the last chorus where there's usually some sort of switch and where you bring the song before you bring the song home it can be some of the most interesting parts of the song can be a total disaster it could right and also on that note wikipedia says definitively a bridge is typically used to pause and reflect on an earlier portion of the song mm. or to prepare the listener for the climax. Wow. See, that's what I think of it as mostly. Is preparing for the climax, like getting right. to the apex, the peak of the song, like the peak of the message, True. the peak of the yeah. energy, the well, peak yeah. of production. Right. Or, you know, in, in today's pop structured world, um, sometimes the bridge is the only time an artist is allowed to have a little fun or creativity. Right, to branch out a little bit. Which can call for a bad bridge, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think a lot of bad bridges are because of excitable people who are like so done with the song or maybe they've spent so much time writing the verses and then they, the there's no bridge yet there's no bridge there's and no then creativity they force left. it they Just force squeeze it. dry well that was the great thing about the beatles is that uh as and far, we're gonna talk about well, the we're beatles. gonna we're gonna talk about the beatles and Absolutely. i hope i hope you brought a lot of uh of bridges from the beatles that to talk about because uh, my list is looking a little meager over here because your rules <laughs> fucked me up. Oh, there I boy. go. I okay, wanted so that you wanna, sensor you want to read drop. the rules? Let's read these rules. Um, yes. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Rule number one. Rule number one for Cameron Demetrics side A listomania of episode three. Rule number one. Bridge has to deviate structurally from the verses or choruses. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, that's a given. No. One of the okay, that's the one rule that I might not have a problem with. Okay, so uh, the prosecution rests. All right, for now. Great, that was easy. Wait, do I disagree with that? <laughs> no, no, I don't disagree with it. Okay, no, it's a good rule. I, yeah, no, it's a great rule. Rule number two: a bridge is not a guitar solo, uh -huh. or in parentheses, or any solo for that matter. Okay, right. here's here's my problem. Okay, guitar solo totally. Never a bridge. Mm -hmm. And if you're a wanker who thinks a guitar solo is a bridge, please stop playing music. <laughs> Just stop writing and performing and executing these parts because a guitar solo is not a bridge. But when you when you close the door to any type of melodic solo as a bridge, mm. any instrumentation whatsoever that could just afford a key change or... Uh, a synth pad or something interesting that the ear can latch onto, you're 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 taking away a lot of songs, such as the Junico song we just listened to. Mm -hmm. That was an instrumental bridge. So I want you to clarify before okay. we before I, we move I, I, on. I'm not going to. Okay, the defendant. Okay, well, like saying okay. Uh, that you would like to address the court. Please. Instrumental bridges do happen, and they are a thing. I don't want to hear about them. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you're not saying that they're not bridges. No, you, I'm this, saying I, want, I don't want to talk about a bunch okay, of instrumental right, bridges. No, I no, even no, brought right. a couple okay, instrumental bridges, okay, in fact. Okay. But uh, they're not the most interesting ones. Now, when you sent the rules over to me because of my authoritative problem, mm -hmm. I immediately thought you were calling it not a bridge. And I wanted to argue with you, but now no, that's been cleared uh, there's up. There's an instrumental bridge, but yeah, I'm, I'm mostly interested in these crazy bridges that are almost the best part of the song. That's true. Okay. And rarely an instrumental bridge is rarely that. That's true. Unless, again, it's building to the climax or right. it affords a break. I mean, a bridge always does its job if it makes the last chorus better. That's true. That's, that's very true. That's if you're bored by the time you get to the last course, there's a problem with right. the bridge. There's a problem it with took the bridge. them out of the song. Also, yeah. for the quote-unquote average music listener, I would say that 
um, when you listen to a song for the first time, you know 30 seconds in if you're going to like the song or not. Yeah. So by the time you get to the bridge, say you're 30 seconds in and you love the tune, you're sold on the group, you're sold on the song, by the time you get to the bridge, you're going to love it no matter what but I would argue that the bridge is where most people turn off a song. Absolutely. You which know, can, you know, like, which, I get it. it. Even if they like it, they're like, I get it. Right. You know, they don't. True. And a lot of people don't need to hear the end of a song. That's either. why they the argument, the if they're even important or if they are important, you better not <laughs> mail it in. That's true. That's yeah. You get, you got to stop. <sighs> okay. What's Trying the, to keep the third, third rule. Third rule. The song should return to the chorus after the bridge. Chorus or it should re it should return to something. Okay, so the bridge can, can't end it. Can it go obviously not. But right. this rule seems so specific when you sent it to me. Uh should return to the chorus. You did not say chorus and or outro. I should have, I should have specified. Okay, cool. I was in a hurry. I think I was I think it was working. Okay, so so now that we've gotten through that you accept some charges that the state is bringing yeah, to you. Yeah, okay. let's say let's say both the defendant and the and the prosecution. Is this the, a wash uh, case? I think so, but oh, at least we explain the rules. No, and and, and maybe we're aligned now. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. Now we could safely go now through the we best can bridges get into with, it. with some with some happiness. Now, are these are you calling these the best bridges or your personal favorite bridges? Which is also that's kind tough. Of a, a, uh, a thin red line. It's it was such a hard list to look at. Yeah, I went through so much like classic rock and indie and like just all sorts of so i don't think i can make my favorite or the definitive best i just am gonna go through a bunch that i think are great yeah you know let me ask you this i couldn't i couldn't do a countdown are you a bridge guy big time okay and that's definitely why now, sometimes i make the joke to ben uh, one of the members in giant waste of man that i only write bridges <laughs> so you're john lennon because Lennon was I thought the it was Harrison guy. was the bridge guy. No, I Is think Lennon? Lennon. I think what obviously in the McCartney Lennon credits. Right. I think a lot of it was obviously McCartney is a storytelling genius, but he would get to a point where he didn't know how to deviate right. from his like very intricately told and woven story, and John would come in and write the bridge, right. which is why a lot of Beatles bridges have a little bit of edge to them. Mm -hmm. You and know, also, like yeah, they 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 take you through the song and. That is the first thing I wanted to say about Bridges from looking into it was not 100%, but the Beatles, Bridges aren't that aren't that uh, old. They're fairly new. Really? Yeah. And I was looking, like, did classic you, did music. Did you actually do research yeah, on this? Can you give me dates? Well, I mean, it's, it's since the Renaissance, like since the 1900s, I'd say. Really? Bridges, Bridges started showing up because before, like even blues was A, B, a B and then a in solo. Perpetuity forever. And then there's a solo, which is not a bridge, which is not, and because it's it's still in the A format. Right, of the it's song. still and in, then B. Right. And the Beatles were one of the first to do the A A B A thing of where a bridge is on that is on that two thirds area, um, because it was traditional pop music, uh, and and they kind of started it. I mean, they didn't start. A lot of bands started doing bridges, right. but the bridges have existed before the Beatles. But what but the claim you're Beatles, making right Beatles now made bridges a big popular? deal, which it's still. Uh, I mean, bridges are still a thing in pop music to this day. That's true. In almost any pop song, I feel like we're going through a bracket right now where they're not as important in the pop medium. Though. And also looking into this and listening to a lot of bridges, the '90s kind of ruined them. They did. The bridges in the '90s, if they existed, were pretty terrible they were pretty mailed in a yeah. lot of them and 
it was like they had to be there and they had no ideas. Right. And then I feel like, yeah, they, and also with the rise of hip hop, hip hop doesn't have traditional bridges. It doesn't need a bridge. It has features, you right. know, like, like somebody's featured on verse three. Which could be considered a guitar solo right. within the parameters but I, of your I could, rulings. I could find basically no examples of like a popular hip hop song that I also I also looked into that and I could not find a to bridge. a whole new part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. I was like, okay, bridges don't exist in hip hop because there's a different idea feature, right. which is kind of the same thing because it's just another idea in a song to right. keep it from being two parts. Exactly um, to progress, or right. as Wikipedia says, to quote again, to prepare the listener for the climax. Yeah, yeah, and in hip hop, it could be. The climax at that point could be after a feature returning to the predominant rapper mm -hmm. on you know whatever uh, track that, that that's in question. Yeah. And I mean, verse. in modern pop music, you know, it's it's intro, verse, chorus, right. verse, chorus, bridge. Then there's that chorus without much of the instruments, <laughs> and then the, the stripped down chorus, yeah, the strip right? Down. Yes, which I definitely it, it works a to this day. Time. Yeah, but I feel like the Beatles again. Besides that stripped down chorus part, that's not really their bag. But no, they didn't have to do. They that. They didn't have to do that. No, but because they were great bridges, and that's what you were saying earlier. To touch upon that, uh, the big. I mean, let's. I'm going to jump in with one. Do the it. biggest one, something. The is Beatles, an incredible, like, which is funny because that's a Harrison song. That that's the and and I think I also saw was looking into um, Here Comes the Sun, which is also, also Harrison. a Harrison song. Both of those have very the, interesting, unique bridges. The bridge of something is the best part of the song. It is. It truly is. It's one of my favorite bridges in the Beatles catalog, as it is. Yeah. Um, funny that they you you picked both Harrison songs. As yeah, well. that's why I was saying. I thought the Harrison number one was. streamed Beatles song of all time is Here Comes the Sun. Mm. So go. maybe there is something to this bridge thing, huh? Yeah. Maybe, uh, did, maybe the did kids you bring like in it. A Beatles example. I did bring too? in a, a Beatles bridge, okay. which you might disagree with. You might. Uh, this is probably going to be an argument here. Okay. Um, I think you're gonna. I, I don't think you're gonna consider this bridge. Uh, album closer, Sergeant Pepper. Mm -hmm. A day in the life. Day in the life. Yeah. Okay. That that so, one's great. Yeah. Absolutely. So, but that's we, a weird one. That is a weird bridge because, because I would say it starts a, from the crescendo at one thirty nine, one minute and thirty nine seconds, and goes all the way to three minutes and eighteen seconds. See, that's fine. I got. I did no rules on how long the bridge is. No, I know it's not length, but what I'm saying is, is that within your parameters. There is a crescendo in this bridge that I'm talking about that could be considered an instrumental break, but it leads up to the woke up, mm -hmm. got out of bed. Oh, yeah, incredible, which I still think is part of the bridge because right. it returns to the verse after. The, yeah. I read the news. Yes. Yeah, so it's almost like, bridge two. It is. It is a couple of bridges. Which I also brought in one that has that. One and two bridges. Yes, and it's uh, Queen Under Pressure. Two bridges. Absolutely right. While we're on the two bridges subject can i ask you if you're a two bridge kind of guy are you on these on both these on on both these examples hell yeah okay have you ever written a song with two bridges before i i'd have to think about it but you've written way too many songs is what you're saying <laughs> i don't know I, I don't i haven't done a great one <laughs> okay cool not a great example no. i f i feel like most of the material that I'm writing right now has two or three bridges because See, like of that. the storytelling aspect. I mean, it, it starts to you know venture on Prague, but it does. You're right, but and still, so, and and that's why I couldn't really bring in any specific built to spill, right? Because I'm like, nah, there's more leans towards like a or Prague. Modest Mouse. Like Modest Mouse has a lot of eight minute jam 
you know, bridges that the that, only yeah the only modest mouse one I'm running is Cowboy Dan because that which is, is a, a very great bridge. nice that bridge. is a fantastic bridge and it's a long one too that. but it's it long yeah I love long bridges um, bridges worth building yeah that's what this episode should probably be called bridges worth, worth building, building. Oh, um, hands I, across America <laughs> I love long bridges and multiple bridges one of my favorite bridge bands something you might disagree with. Uh, wow, you didn't disagree with the Beatles thing, though. Maybe we're on a roll no, here with no. our with our alignment. So far, our... we've been very friendly towards each other. We have. Um, Smashing Pumpkins. Ooh, 1979? No. That's what I brought Which in. Which is a great bridge. That's the one Congratulations I on putting that on your list, yep. because that is a top choice. That is a nice one. Um, it's funny, because the song title I'm about to say by Smashing Pumpkins has a curse word in it. Just S- let, it, let it go. Silver f***? Yeah, silver f***. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, baby. Silver f- which... I will say, holy sh! You know a how, bridge. You know how long the bridge is. In oh. Three minutes and forty-four seconds. Bang, long. bang! It you're at, dead. It start bang, bang. You're dead. But it starts at three oh one with swelling. There's actually a couple of lines that add. Up I can't to believe the I missed so ref- yes. one of my favorite f-ing bridges. It's f-ing and I'm I swearing. And it's one of the greatest tunes out of their it's, repertoire. It's, off of one of the it's greatest my second albums, favorite Siamese song Dream. on Siamese yeah, Dream. No, absolutely. Um, so that starts at three minutes and a second and goes all the way to six minutes and 45 seconds. And then that last chorus comes in to slap you in the face yeah. like you've never been alive yeah. before. It's so incredible. Ugh. I love long bridges. Give me another one, man. Oh, you want a long one? Yeah, give me a long bridge. One? Yeah. Third Eye Blind, Semi Charm Life. <laughs> Is the whole song a bridge? Pretty much from. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, wait, can you give me, I'm sorry, give me a vocal cue, a lyrics okay. cue. And when the plane came in, he said she was crushing. The velvet, and now I'm struggling to survive those days to learn that velvet dress. Little priestess, I must confess, those little red pennies, they pass the test. So suck up your other belly face down on the mattress, whoa. Oh, wow. And it yeah, keeps, keeps going. Keeps going, keeps going. Still, it's all yeah, I want to do just to feel it up in yourself. Yeah. Oh, we're still going. We're oh, wow. still going. Yeah, wow. We're still going. Like Until the, the stripped down chorus. And I want something. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that that is at least two minutes yeah. right there. Oh, it's great. Okay. On that note, while we're there. People aren't going to like that we sang that whole song. No, probably not. We'll Don't edit it out, though. I will not. That was a really nice moment between yeah, us. Yeah, we knew some of the words. Yes, that that was that was a chorus line that we just engaged <laughs> in with one another. Um, okay, so on that, Long Bridge takes up a lot of real estate in the song, right? It does. That part in Semi-Charm Life by Third Eye Blind would technically probably be considered a middle eight and that's what i want to return to because it happens in the middle of the song a lot of bridges happen towards two thirds yes towards the latter part of the tune mm-hmm. getting before again that stripped down chorus or the last chorus or one more verse so chorus. the middle eight is an eight bar thing that's supposed to be right in the middle of the song right in the middle of the tune that i mean that's I don't more think of a traditional are, old thing right i think so and i don't think there are like uh that there's no crazy specificity of exactly in the middle of the song, but I think that's where it came from. And Wikipedia says this about middle eight. Okay. In music theory, quote unquote, middle eight in parentheses, a common type of bridge refers to a section of a song with a significantly different melody and different lyrics, which helps the song develop itself in a natural way by creating a contrast to the previously played 
usually placed after the second chorus of the song. Okay, now, yeah, this sounds exactly what I'm talking about. It is it is exactly what you're talking about because the rulings match up for you more with the middle eight than the like umbrella the term of bridge. bridge. Um, and I think I am more of a middle eight guy listening. When I'm listening to music, I'm more of a middle eight guy uh -huh. than I am like a conventional bridge guy because right. I've already packed in all the information from the first verses and courses and I'm ready for something new. Right. Even if the song is, you know, three minutes long, a well, even, minute and 50, I'm ready to go. Even, you know, looking back, the Beatles putting bridges in was to compensate for the lack of attention even back then right. that people were starting to have with traditional music with tradition, you yeah, need right. something else you need, you need something, something else, else to see the listener right. and now it's like it's funny how that's changed now it's so a spotify much, it's single it's just like right. yeah. keep people entertained gotta get to the chorus by 30 seconds song can only be three minutes 30 seconds long <laughs> you know it's insane man it's insane that nothing has changed but the game has changed so right. much the rules seem to be pretty consistent well because in the like, grand scheme of things they're still pretty new right I think this is the most perfect example of a bridge I can possibly think of. What do you got? And it's a double bridge. Uh, 1966, Wouldn't It Be Nice by the Beach Boys. Oh, Boys. right. I saw that. And on. it's a double bridge, um, which, which kind when of adds in. does that bridge in, start? And it starts at uh, one minute and five seconds. It's actually a pretty short bridge. It's only 54 seconds long. So it ends right up on the ass, right up on the bottom of... Uh, two minutes. Okay. And I think it's one of the better examples of a bridge that we can think of conventionally in pop music mm -hmm. because I would consider that a pop song and a pop arrangement and orchestration. But it's it's a double bridge because um, it goes all the way back into that last chorus. Yeah. Uh, help me help me think of where that... Where, I'm trying to think of minute it. minute five. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what it. What happens at a minute five? Um Maybe if we make a wish and hope and right. pray, it might come true. And that's the start. Oh, nah, nah, ooh. And yeah. then it, it keeps going. Um, and then uh, we could be married. Yep. Yeah, so on and so forth. So, like, it's 50. A lot of information is packed da, into 54 da, seconds. Da, yeah. Uh -huh. da, da. But it's nice. a double bridge because yeah. it, it variates from the first bridge, which is awesome. And that's I think that's. One. That's the that's the best example of a bridge that I can think of. I'll get, I'll give you my best example of a bridge where the bridge is the best part of the song. Okay, um, already looking forward to it. It's 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 actually in this example the only part of the song I like. Okay, wow. <laughs> but it's a very famous song. It is "Every Breath You Take" by the Police. You know what, dude. I'm a, I'm a huge police fan. Another one of the bands that I'm listening to later in my years, I'm like really starting to gain appreciation right. for the police just because of Copeland and Summers. Yeah, and, yeah. And Sting was rips too, mm. but you're right. Every Breath You Take is an annoying riff. That's an annoying progression and something doesn't Some really Weird stalkery work. lyrics. But then you get to the bridge that and bridge Sting, is awesome. Sting opens up like yeah. he's in a loincloth <laughs> like swinging from a waterfall. Yeah, you can feel the passion and like animalism. Yeah. So good! Wow, dude, that was it a really just good like sting impression. Falls right back into that verse. It's real nice. It's well, well done. Short because I, I know you like the long bridges. I actually yeah. am a sucker for a real short bridge okay. that does the job. You know what's a, a real short bridge that does the job? 
Bruce Springsteen, I'm on fire. I'm on fire. I uh, saw a lot of people saying Born to Run, too, on, on, on Bridges. Born to Run is a great bridge, but that's also one of the epic bridges. Right. We would call that an epic poem I'm on fire bridge. Okay. I'm on fire is great because the chorus in I'm on fire is literally just Bruce that, Springsteen saying, I'm on fire. There's that, no dedicated mm, chorus. Under my throat. Yes, mm. at, one, at one minute and 15 seconds to Sometimes one minute and 31. Nah, baby, you didn't know the could six-inch valley in the middle of my soul. Yeah, that's a good yep. part. That's and good. then he goes into at night waking up with the sheets soaking wet and mm. a freight train running through the middle of his head. Oh, so obviously time. he pissed the bed and he's afraid of trains. That's what I thought it was about too. But that's only 16 seconds. That's a 16 second That's bridge. a short one. Yeah, very short uh, bridge. Another short one that I love is Arctic Monkeys, Are You Mine? Okay. That's a new one too, but it's just in and out. Wait, right what? Chords. I'm not an Arctic Monkeys guy because okay. it sounds like... Like Alex Turner is just really digging into his his British heritage, like, oh, yeah. and he's always singing about chicken in San Francisco for some reason, right. like chicken in San Francisco. Oof. Like every See, I song, love that. I every song that is about chicken in San Francisco. For I would have bought that single and bugged everyone I know and be like, "Do you hear chicken, chicken, in, chicken in San Francisco?" <laughs> by Arctic Monkeys. I love that song. He's great. I mean, he's just he's a goddamn rock star. Damn it. Yeah. He's a rock star. He's a rock star. And. And he is a rock just, star. You're right. I, I love, but uh, that that one's just a rocking song. Gets in the bridge, gets out of it. No flustering. Um, it's funny. It, speaking of that, and speaking of like being fans of certain genres and bands that you know, both you and I have a superb taste, but sometimes it oscillates. It's funny how different genres use the bridge or the middle eight. No, yeah, uh, it's if you pretty will. much like, all Western traditional rock. Exactly. Or like but any what's sort of funny, yeah, you don't listen to a lot of country music, right? Not too much, no. So I listen to too much because I'm from Tennessee. Right, you don't have a choice. I, I don't have a choice. There are very, very, very few good examples of good bridges in country music. <laughs> but I bet there's plenty of them. You, you know why? Because all songs hover around two minutes and 35 seconds, right. and they rely on one tool as opposed to a bridge, and that's the key change for the right. third verse. The key, key change for the, they, they do a Sorry. verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Third verse is usually a key change. Sometimes you get the key change on the second verse, <laughs> but that's if the song's like 215 or right. under. You know what I mean? But it's just, it's funny how, um, or very interesting, rather, uh, how different genres you, enact the right. tool of the bridge. Um, and really that, that's a pretty silly example, but sometimes all you need is a key change. It doesn't work with your with your rulings, though. No, that's a, that's actually part of the rulings. I didn't want to talk about a bunch of key right, changes. Yeah, right. Yeah, in exactly. fact, that would be a good list to do best key changes because there changes. is some ones that it would are be all perfect. country. I think it would be all country. There was and a lot of '80s pop music. Oh, oh yeah. actually, those are the bad ones. Those they are got the way bad too ones. into key changes. Though. Minus when in Rome. The promise, but Ooh, yeah. okay. See, now I'm we're sorry, talking. About, just uh, I love that song. Right was to say. <laughs> yeah, me too. But uh, let's get back into the bridge. Actually, segueing from that one '80s pop song that I, actually is this '80s or early '90s? What's love got to do with it, Tina Turner? Wow. Yeah, I want to listen to that right now. Like, yeah. I wish we could it's take a, great, a break, great bridge, and just listen to that by ourselves, and then get back to this. But we would lose our train of thought right, here. Yeah. Um, one of my time, favorite though. bridges of all time, which is not my favorite. It, it might be my favorite part of the song, but it's not to do disinterest to the rest of the tune because the tune's so incredible. Very long song, very short bridge, um, which almost might serve as a hypothetical chorus, mm -hmm. but it's not. It is in the bridge position here. I believe it was 1989. I could mm -hmm. be wrong about that. Uh, the Cure. Okay. 
pictures of you off of oh, disintegration. Okay. Very nice. And the bridge, this is a great example of not a middle eight because it happens so late in the song. It happens at four minutes and 29 seconds, and it's only 23 seconds, so it goes up to four minutes and 52 oh, wow. seconds. And I that's love the that you have of, the actual time stamp. Yeah, I, because that... I should have done that. I, I kind of get nerdy about that. Right, like, I love that. thinking about where in the song it is. Now, obviously, that's a seven-minute song, but it's still towards the latter half, and you know what part I'm talking about, right? If only I thought of the right oh, words. Yes, right. Like, that sums... <laughs> was that a good That's Robert almost Spence? like a climax of the song, it too. Is. It is. It almost... But it goes into an outro right. that goes back to the A format. So I want to say that it should be considered it a should, bridge. Yeah, that, that and it, that's the meadow of the tune. That's right. the open field of that Which song. I love when a bridge can act like that. Like, yeah. It can just be kind of the release, which is rare. What a beautiful thing. I got so many more bridges. Oh, okay, man. here's a good question for you to keep this humming along. Oh, now I that, that uh, we've... Twice. We're coming over common themes, and one of the common things for the Go Parade uh, podcast is Cameron's Radiohead selection. Right. So you want to talk some Radiohead bridges? Yes, I, I got do. Plenty. Because we've uh, obviously have a finite amount of time here. Um, because we're still I'll trying to just keep give you my top shorter. three Radiohead. Okay, bridges. let's do that. Uh, Number can I, one. Yeah. Actually, I don't want to guess this time. I've guessed successfully the past two times, and I'm going to ride high on ride this it. one. Yeah. Yeah. So, All go right, so definitely my favorite Radiohead bridge is Paranoid Android. Dude. What do you think I'm staring at right probably now on my me, list right probably now? Probably Paranoid Android. Paranoid Android. Yeah. And okay. That's a bridge and a half. That's now, here's the real question. That could be its own song. It so. could be its own song. Where do you think the bridge starts? There at the end of the guitar solo. At the, at the, after. So does it, for you, Cameron, does it start at, at the three rain minutes down. and 34 seconds at rain down? Okay, rain down. so it does start at rain down. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, wow, we agreed that's, on that. That's, that's beautiful. The, the, yeah, we're, we're going to keep agreeing. That's wow! I'm I'm just so amazed every time that you and I sync up but like that. What a beautiful, beautiful section of a song! Absolutely, and I mean, without that, the song would still be great. It would still be fantastic. But with that, it is paranoid. I wish Android. I could go back yeah. and listen to that song for the first time I know. again. I remember that part just being like, like the song has already given me so much so by much. the time I got here. And Thank then, you, song, for like, di like divulging this information to me. Like, I think it's brought tears to my eyes. And speaking yeah. of tears to my eyes, number two favorite bridge of Radiohead is Reckoner. Okay, that's Reckoner a great Reckoner is gorgeous. How many times have you cried to that? Oh, my God. When it, the... Like when Dude, it comes I feel like, like oh. I'm on a Radiohead show right now. That was incredible. <laughs> that was so incredible. Oh, it's beautiful. And then, shockingly, and this is going to shock you. Don't say creep. Creep, dude. Oh, my God. Well, just, I, just I did call it. Just because it. creep. Okay, creep, right. You know, nobody cares about creep anymore. But that's that song, not true. The best part of the song is the bridge. That's where you first learn about Tom York's voice. That's, that's true. That's where you're first introduced and to Tom York's voice. That's where you really like get the a real feel. Out, the reality of what Tom you, York You really get a feel for how loud the band is going to get in certain areas, right. too. Uh, the bridge is like the first open, huge Radiohead thing that we all heard. That's of true. Creep, you know, so um, I would say that one of my favorite bridges of all time, and I don't think you're even going to know this song because oh, you're okay. probably not a Paul Simon fan. You're not a Paul Simon. Not fan, a huge one, no. Okay, is it because he's kind of like sing songy or weird wordy or like he's too clever or no, his I just songs never really gravitated to okay, gotcha. anything? I he like, has a I like song, Simon and Garfield, title but. track. Off of 1975, still crazy after all these years. Uh -huh. A nice jazz tune with okay. one of the most beautiful bridges I've ever heard. I recommend you listen okay. to it. Okay, I'll check that out. Hot. What's, uh, this. what's next on your list? You like Interpol? Come on, Cameron. 
I don't know. What I do don't you think, think I'm we've ever to talked that? to Interpol? What do you think I'm going to say about that? I don't know. The first two records, Cameron. Of right. course I love Interpol. Well, first album, Turn On The Bright Lights. Is incredible. Track two, Obstacle One. Obstacle One's bridge is phenomenal. I was just talking to my wife about this. Obstacle One, they should have saved a little mojo. You know what I mean? Like that song is all four of them performing way too well. Yeah, I they mean, should they, have saved some riffs. Right, they, saved a little bit of like hooks. Well, that's why that everything that happens in Obstacle One is insane. Actually, everything that happens in Interpol's entire career happens in Obstacle One. <laughs> Absolutely, every lick, every note, every stereotype, every, every predictability, drum beat, every, every drum good bass happens in Obstacle every good One. Vocal melody he's ever had. Okay, let's get back on the Interpol subject for a second because I really wanted to put something on my list that I didn't because you're going to call it an outro because it is technically an outro. Yet, I want to consider it a bridge. You're talking about... PDA. PDA. Yes. Because my favorite Interpol song ever is the end of PDA. See, but I feel like that's a coda. You're right. It's a coda. It just drives... It does, it does change. No, the melody changes drastically. I do believe it changes overall keys as well. Yeah, it I'm gonna keeps have to the same beat. The BPM, the consistent BPM might be a little bit confusing. That's such a great song, song. It's incredible. What a great album. But that outro is maybe my favorite. I love that outro. Again, I just called it an outro. I, I was going <laughs> to argue for it to be a bridge. But it's, it's a middle eight and an outro, really. It can be both. I mean, that's Coda, I guess. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> well, I mean, it's your rules that are messing me up here, man. Well, I'm just trying to make a concisive list of things. And I feel like we're doing a good job. All right. I feel I like we're doing we a good doing job. job. Yeah. Bringing it back to last episode where we had Travis on Piebald, who's opening for Dashboard Confessional. I feel like I would be remiss if I did not bring in Dashboard Confessional's Hands Down. Hands Down. Which is, is hands down the best emo bridge of all time. Wait, can you... Is Hands Down... From Hands Down. Hands, hands down, down, this is the best day I can ever remember. Okay, wow. So... The, That's a huge bridge. So also let's comes talk out about, swinging. Let's talk about that in bridges. Uh, finally dropping the name of the song in a bridge. In a bridge. Oh, I wow. wish. No, I wish I would have paid more attention to yeah, that because that I happens, brought so. in that a sub list of that. But that is that that, that that happens frequently, and I love it when that happens. I do too. We have to talk about the bridge of Fat Lip by Sum 41 um, because you can't not talk about it. I also, mean, that bridge did a lot for that band. You're right. And what's crazy about... And what is with that bridge? When, when you bring up a song that I haven't heard in a while, I almost feel like reciting the ABCs to get to the letter that I'm looking right. for. Like <laughs> That's you, how when you, the bridge... Yeah, when you said the bridge to Fat Lip... I'm I sorry, from the, from the don't count on me is that the to the, of the doctor said my mom should have had an abortion. Wow. That whole f***ing section. I, yeah. <laughs> I cannot believe they put a vocal delay on abortion yeah. and got away with that. I mean, obviously, that's why I'm like, we have to talk but about that's this bridge. Tasteless. This bridge is, is ridiculous. It is a ridiculous bridge because you're right. It did sell the song. It was a bunch of white boys playing pop punk and rapping over it until yeah. it got to the bridge. And then you're like, well, this band, I guess, is going to try their hat at everything, which was kind of a ballad approach to the bridge. Right. And for some reason, it worked. I don't know. When was this? 2002? I don't know. Everything worked in two. Lip Biscuit worked in 2002. Right. And I'm sure they had plenty of bridges. I don't know. I don't they remember. They maybe did, but I, I didn't I, bring I, any I Lip Biscuit bridges. I. In maybe. fact, on my list, because I looked at a lot of Reddits, yeah. uh, one of the lists that did not click on So you on cheated? Was, you presented <laughs> rules to the game, and then you cheated? I didn't cheat. It was really hard. I had to look up a ton of songs. Everybody who's listening, raise your hand if you think Cameron cheated on this. I don't know how many people raised their hand. I'm going to assume zero. 
I'm going to assume 15. Okay, well. <laughs> but yeah, there was a Reddit that was best corn bridges. And I'm like, I think I'm not going to look at that. Was that a subreddit? And if Freak on the Leash is a number one. Dude, Freak on the Leash. He scats. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk. <laughs> Okay, the, yeah, the I didn't go, bring that one, but yeah. I'm glad it got brought up. Of course, Freak on a leash. Because Hell of a bridge. The go at the end of that bridge uh, brings on bridge two. Brings on bridge two. It it's does. a double bridge. And then you get the oh, something got on my Something like boy. How do we know that song? So but because it's because not of a the song. Bullet video. Right. Yes, yeah, that too. We grew up but on also, we know that part so well because it sounds like pigs rolling around in a trench, right. you know, just having sex with each other. It sounds like two <laughs> pigs having sex. Um, I don't have a lot of... Uh, well, I got to bring up Weezer. Weezer does okay. a good job. Great bridges. You're right. Um, you know, why did I... Especially on Pinkerton. Pinkerton, Pinkerton has some great bridges. Pinkerton is chock full of great bridges. Mm, Whoever's listening right now, please pause the podcast and go listen to Pinkerton again. Also, it, Blue Album, uh, Buddy Holly, Buddy Say Holly's, It Ain't So. Yeah, you're right. Both have fantastic bridges. Yeah. That, like, I mean, Buddy Holly's almost got like a Nirvana bridge. It does. It. it does get it's very really grungy. Cool. Um, you know, I am. I think I am exhausted. I don't even want to talk about bridges. You know, anymore. I I'm never gonna write a bridge. One thing before it closes, though, how like as you're writing a song, and this is something that I I typically come across is that sometimes you say so much in a verse and a chorus mm -hmm. that you really feel like you don't need a bridge. Yeah. At that moment, as a songwriter, for both you and I and everyone who's listening who writes out there, is it okay? to get up from that song and say, you're done. You don't Absolutely. need a bridge. So it's 100%. okay to have an A, B, A, B kind of thing going on. You yeah, don't feel I mean, guilty if that's what that. it, If that's what the song is, that's what it is. But I usually, as a songwriter, if I really, really love the song I'm working on, I can't get past the idea that it needs that that B part in the A, A, B, A. You know, right. I, I, I feel like, and a lot of times when I write a song, I'll write through to the second chorus and leave it for months. Right, and, and then... then Sometimes when you're riffing on something else, a bridge presents itself, yeah, and, and you like, think that of the would lyric. fit into this. Exactly right. That's and how I sometimes do it as well. that's how the best songs I've been involved with are created. Or sometimes, you know, the bridge kind of comes up immediately. It does. Um, sometimes so the bridge writes It's always itself. different, but you don't need a bridge. I guess what I'm asking for is both for me and for everyone out there too who feels guilty. I mean, there's sometimes. always the solution. <laughs> it. All right, screw it. Screw it. Let's put in that guitar solo, baby. Yeah, which is not. A bridge by your rules, but it nah. still works for a lot of ass rock band, oh, butt rock bands. Still works for a lot of butt rock bands oh, out there. Gosh. Speaking son of butts, son of a son of a heck. Let's uh, let's put another butt in the seat here and move yeah, on to get, our, to our interview Taylor portion. In let's get Taylor Brown in. Maybe we could talk about bridges with him. Maybe I not. don't want to talk about. Uh, bridges. You know what? I'm exhausted, dude. 